welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and, well, my fine wife, Bev, is with our oldest daughter, her husband, and the three young sugars. She's having a great time. She'll be back tomorrow. Thanksgiving Day. Today's call... (laughs) The title of the message is, I Pity the Fool. I saw a recent interview with Mr. T, who became famous with his role on the TV series called The A-Team, which ran on television between 1983 and 1987. The series was the story of four Vietnam vets who were framed for a crime they didn't commit. So they spent their time helping the underdogs who needed help. One of the stars of the show was an actor simply called Mr. T. He was also one of the stars of Rocky III, the movie. Mr. T was being interviewed about a new TV show and his Christian faith. Mr. T did and still does have a mohawk haircut, and he wore a bunch of gold jewelry even before it became popular. I met Mr. T many years ago, even had my photograph taken with him. Interestingly enough, he had a bag full of gold jewelry, which was on the floor between us in this photograph. If you ever watched the TV show or its reruns on the past, in the past 30 years, plus, you'll remember Mr. T for saying, I pity the fool who were trying to make him do something he didn't want to do. As I read the words, I pity the fool. I was stirred by the word pity. And I was reminded of Proverbs 19.17. As I was reading it, the Lord showed me several key things that he wanted me to share with you about this. The verse says, He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord. Now which he hath given him he will pay again. He, well, that's you and me. You are he, I'm a he. Now, according to Strong's Concordance, the word pity is H2603. H2603. And it means to be gracious, show favor, pity, to direct favor to. Pity is defined in dictionary.com as a sympathetic or kindly sorrow evoked by the suffering, distress, misfortune of another, often leading one to give relief or aid or to show mercy. Pity, well, is much more than feeling sorry for somebody. Pity is much more than a mental thought process or feeling. Scriptural pity requires action on our part. Pity may bring a tear to our eyes, but scriptural pity, pity, scriptural pity, will make us get up out of our chair, take out our checkbooks, and open the other, well, open doors for others to walk in favor. The scripture says that you should take action to give relief to those who need it. Proverbs 1917, 1917 in the New Living Translation. If you help the poor, you're lending to the Lord. 
and he will repay you. Notice the first word in that scripture says, if. By saying if, the scripture is indicating that we have a choice. We can choose to help or not help the poor. According to Strong's Concordance, the word poor means low, weak, and it's from a root word that means being in distress. The word poor means different things to different people. Some consider themselves poor when they eat spam, while others would give anything for a crust of stale bread. Some consider themselves poor when they have to wear the same dress to church Sunday after Sunday, while others don't have a church to attend, much less a dress to wear. Some would consider themselves poor when they have to drive a car that looks like a refugee from a junkyard or salvage lot, while others would give anything not to have to walk through adverse weather and through dangerous locations. Some people consider themselves poor when they live in a home without air conditioning or heat, while others consider themselves poor when their home is made out of dried mud and cardboard. Some consider themselves poor when they don't have money left over to invest after paying their monthly bills, while others consider themselves poor when they have no money to pay bills at all. Regardless of your definition of being poor or living in distress, the point is that the word of the Lord says we're to take action on behalf of the poor, those living in distress. Matthew 18, 33, 18, 33, classic amplified. I should you not have pity and mercy on your fellow attendant as I have pity and mercy on you? According to Strong's Concordance, the Greek word for pity is G1653. G1653, it means to have mercy on, tell one afflicted or seeking aid. The Greek word for pity appears 33 times, 28 verses, and is translated as mercy on 24 of those times. Do you remember the story of the Good Samaritan? Man was beaten by robbers and left alongside the road. Luke 10.33, 10.33, Classic Amplified says, But a certain Samaritan, as he traveled along, came to where he was. And when he saw him, he was moved with pity and sympathy for him. Three people walked by. One didn't get involved because of the man's ethnicity. The second didn't get involved because it wasn't convenient. But the third man, the good Samaritan, had pity on that man. Luke 10, 36, 37. Luke 10, 36, 37. Classic Amplified Bible. Which of these three do you think proved himself to be a neighbor to him who fell among the robbers? He answered, the one who showed pity and mercy on him. And Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. The Good Samaritan was willing to be inconvenienced. Do you mind being inconvenienced? Does it irritate you? Do you try to avoid it? Are you willing to be inconvenienced for someone you know or care about? How about a total stranger? 
Would you be willing to be inconvenienced if it was going to cost you time and or money? Would the ethnicity or nationality of the person for whom you're being inconvenienced matter to you? Would the possibility of danger change your mind? What would other people, what, what other people thought? Would that make a difference in your response? You may wonder where I'm going with these nine questions that I just asked. Actually, I'm trying to determine whether or not you'd qualify as a good Samaritan, as found in the Bible story in Luke 10. We must never overlook the significant steps taken by the Good Samaritan. Not only were the steps of the Good Samaritan inconvenient for him, it cost him something to be good. The bottom line, the Good Samaritan demonstrated the character qualities of pity and mercy. As we learned at the beginning of today's call, having pity is more than a thought or an emotion. It's an action. Luke 10, 33-35. Luke 10, 33-35. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And he went to him, bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave to him to the host. And said, Take care of him. Whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Now, I want to read Luke 10, 36 and 37 in the classic Amplified one more time. Which of these three do you think proved himself a neighbor to him who fell among the robbers? He answered, The one who showed pity and mercy to him. And Jesus said, Go. And do likewise. If you don't have pity on those around us, we don't have pity on those around us, then we're playing the fool. Not only that, we're ignoring the Word of God. Mark 141, 141, classic amplified. And being moved with pity and sympathy, Jesus reached out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be made clean. We need to remember pity is more than an emotion. It requires an action on our part. One last thing about Mr. T. Despite his gruff and tough persona, he is a Christian who loves God with all his heart. I would pity the fool who would question his love for the Lord. Think on these things, especially coming up to Thanksgiving. You know, tomorrow, people, families will gather, people, friends will gather, and we'll have good meals. And uh, but, but we need to really be thankful for the things God has given us. Every year, when our kids were home, and even some when they come back for a visit, or if it's just Bev and I, we'll take and. Just talk about what we're thankful for, how God has blessed us. You know, this past, well, last week, actually, had a pastor send me an email. I'd never met him. Talked to him one time on the phone, exchanged a couple of text messages. 
and that was probably six, eight months ago. This pastor called and asked if he could come down about an hour and a half drive and share a meal with me. And I told him we'd love that. We shared the meal, and uh, he told me that he had read one of my teachings, one on momentum. And he called and asked if he could teach it. And I said, absolutely. After all, any teaching that I write, God gave it to me. So he's the one that should get the credit. Anyhow, I told him absolutely. Well, he came down, and before we went and got our food, he said, before we get the food, I want to share a seed with you. I brought a seed for you. It was a significant seed and came in a timely, timely manner. Listen, always do the right thing because you never know who's watching and who you're helping and what God will have them do. So tomorrow, go around the table after you eat or before you eat. Probably after the eat would be better. And just everybody take turns talking about what they're thankful for in the past year. Because everybody has something to be thankful for. Well, until Thanksgiving, when my fine wife and I will be together, we just love you. We appreciate you. We're so blessed by your support of the ministry. So until then, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts. Bye-bye.